Welcome to our podcast in where you and me will be having a conversation about the different flavors of life. And for our topic for today is embracing your scars. And for our guest, we have a theater actress, singer. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Alex Reyes. Hello. Hi, Jonathan. Hello, everybody. Hi, Alex. Thank you for having me. Hello, hi. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Wow. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> I, I'm so moved with your Instagram posts about your scars. And I said, Aww. could I invite her to share about it on the podcast? And thank you so much for accepting. Oh, thank you so much. This is my first time to ever speak about you know that one big great accident in my life wow wow thank you yeah i mean yeah when i read that said she might be able to inspire people who's going to listen to it so would you like to go straight to it already is it okay if we ask what's the story behind your scars i mean how did it mm, okay what, of course i'm sure it's a sensitive area but if it's okay to give us an idea yeah Sure. So it happened when I was four. Um, we were living in a house with two stories. So the setup was my mom was with my um, eldest sister upstairs, uh, tutoring. They were studying, right. and on the first floor is where the kitchen was. Um, it was where our maid and I was. So the maid was cooking, and I was just there watching her. And I was very hungry. <laughs> and you know, one thing about me when I was a kid it was that I would get really excited by food and yeah. smells, you know. Yeah. And I told her it smells really good. I want to see the food. I see. And she was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "No, you can't. Sorry." And then she just went to the bathroom, and I was like, "Hmm, hmm. <laughs> this is the perfect time yeah. to look at what's what's cooking inside the pot." So it was a big pot of soup of boiling soup that was on the stove. Wow. And so, yes, I got um this chair that had uneven or unequal legs, so it was kind of unstable and it was rocking. And then I put it by the stove. Imagine I was only four. <laughs> I was only four then. Wow. Uh so naughty, so naughty, so silly, so curious. <laughs> and I just yeah, got that chair, pushed that chair and put it by the stove and went on top of it to be able to the look food. at what's inside the pot. Yeah. Yes. Oh god. And then I opened the lid and I saw that okay, it's macaroni soup. Yay. And I'm so excited to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um and by the time I was like, okay, I'm uh put back the lid before Yaya comes, yeah, yeah. you know. And then I put it back and stepped down. And I think after I stepped down with one foot, the chair rocked. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then um I accidentally toppled the pot with me going down. Wow. So, yes. Um I was down, the pot was down and the soup spilled all over the floor. Of course, I was like the chicken in the macaroni yes, now. Yes, yes. I was like being boiled in soup. I was just I uh. screamed. I screamed so much like I could remember the pain. It was so painful that it turned my body numb. Yes. Oh gosh. 
Yeah, turned my body numb, and so yeah, you know, as a child, you really yeah. scream so loud at the top of your lungs. And my mom, she ran down to see what happened, and then she saw me on the floor, and she didn't know what to do. She panicked. She was hysterical, and um, unfortunately, she gave me the wrong first aid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so um, I was wearing a t-shirt and shorts and she yanked the shirt upwards uh, like how you would uh, yeah, how you would strip it off yeah. normally yeah. and that Spread. that's not right apparently. Yeah. So the first aid for burns is that you have to cut the clothing. I see. You cut the clothing, yeah, and you don't you don't put pressure on on the skin anymore. And then she put me under uh, running cold water. She turned on the shower. Yeah. And then she wrapped me in a dry towel. And put me in the car. And then drove off to the hospital. Yeah. And I remember it was so traffic. Oh, gosh. It was so traffic. And I was just crying. And I, I looked at my arm. And I was able to see, like, I, I could lift my skin. It was kind of whitish. Oh, God. Yeah, um, and then by the time we got to the hospital, um, I think the towel stuck to my skin already. Oh, because it was dry yeah. and I, and my skin was wet and hot. So, anusha, um, to make it chasa skin. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. Um, I think I don't remember how much time I spent in the hospital, yeah. but I just remember. Um, I woke up and I was on my stomach. They laid me on my stomach and I had like, I don't know, like a lot of ointment on my body. Yeah. yeah and I had, um, I think it took me more than a month to recover or to get out of the hospital. And they had me um, wear these silicone patches inside my, inside my clothing to alleviate the itchiness or um, whatever the scars feel. So... I was four then. I'm 29 now, so around 23 years ago. Is my math right? <laughs> 25, probably. 20, 29, four 20, years so. old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was that long wow. ago of the time. So mm-hmm. growing up, you um, had my the body, scars. Yes. Yeah. Ever since I was four. Wow. Um. So 75 percent of my body got burned. Wow. And yeah, I think I was just lucky enough that everything can be covered by clothing. Yes. Yeah, and I remember um, I had to go back to school, and I was worrying about like what other people would think of me. Exactly. Once they see, yeah, the visible ones, the scars on my arms, because it's easily seen. Yes. Like when I wear short sleeve T-shirts or sleeveless T-shirts, and I was so worried. Um, looking back, it's it's so funny because I was only four and I was worried about what other people would think of me already. Exactly, I think yeah. I think that that was a transformative experience that really kicked you into maturity. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think I got very conscious of like how I looked. Wow. And you know, getting judged, and you know, worrying about like what if. I don't gain friends because they find me weird or different or ugly and stuff like that. Wow. I mean, thank, yeah. thank you for sharing this story. 
And now, you're welcome. I love your Instagram post and where now you have the courage to really not care about what people think anymore and you're owning it. But before we get to that, how how yeah. was growing up like? I mean, how was high school like? How was it? Ooh. How was grade school like? How was college like? How was Is it okay if you walk through us to that journey? How yeah, how sure. how you survived? Yeah. Okay, so um let me tell you that when I was a child, I did not ever wear shorts in public or sleeveless um tops. Um I would always choose long-sleeved ones and I would opt for going out in jeans all the time. I see. And yeah, I remember so in grade school, we had uh physical education and we had swimming. All right. <laughs> There was a, a requirement that I had to wear this um, one-piece swimsuit yes. that like a uniform, and I had to ask my mom to talk to my teacher to allow me to wear cycling shorts. Yeah. And even even so, even if they allowed me to wear cycling shorts, I would run out of the bathroom. Oh gosh. And yeah, I would run as fast as I could to sit so people don't have to stare at me. And when I do catch them stare at me, I feel so like powerless, like helpless, wow. because I can't do anything about it. Yeah, and I always felt like I wanted to cry because there's nothing I can do. Like yeah. I can't skip PE class, you yeah. know. Yeah, and just having eyes on me gave me so much anxiety back then. Wow. Mm, yeah. And then, actually, even um, up until high school, I was very conscious about showing my scars. Um, I only learned how to, or I only learned to gain the courage to wear sleeveless tops after college. Pa. After college, pa. Um, when I went, yeah, after college, when I went to New York to study um, musical theater for the summer, that's when I had the courage to like wear spaghetti straps yeah. or yeah t-shirts that's where you found the confidence I, already yes because you know people in, in new uh, york they don't yeah. really give give a care about like people how you look you know like they, they're busy with their own yes. lives and yeah and they're not really judgmental um growing up i also had like statements said to me Like oh you'll never get a boyfriend because you you have those scars. Um, wow. And even was, you know it. it that was, must have been difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had children say that to me. Children younger than me. I've had partners say that to me. Previous partners wow. who felt uncomfortable because I had it. Um, can I go into detail about like the of scope of my scars? So I have them. Of course. I have them. I have them on my arms, and then I have um, on the left side of my stomach, up until the lower part of my back, and going down up until the thighs. I have wow. them. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it must it must yeah. have been tiring and difficult. I mean, I'm sure you get, as you said. There you get comments about it, and then of course there will be people asking the same questions over and over again your whole life. Mm-hmm. How is it? Uh, I I cannot. 
funny enough, sorry, oddly enough, I think I like it when people ask me about my scars um, instead of just looking at me and trying to like figure out what happened to me just by like giving me like a solid stare because it's very um, intimidating when someone does that. Yes. It's like they're screening me. Wow. Um, so I really appreciate people who ask me what happened. And actually, um, I learned that it could be like an icebreaker for people. I see. So, yeah, they have the courage to ask me um, what happened to you and we strike up a conversation and then we eventually become friends. I love that. So, yeah. Eventually, I learned how to um, look at it in a positive way to not, you know, just let me think that, oh, I'm a victim. Yes. Oh, that this happened in my life, you know, and um, before I would really think less of myself and it was really hard trying to love myself and accepting what happened to me. Um, it took me more than 20 years wow. to, yeah, to let people see it. And it, it that Instagram story, you know, posting yes. that thing was like coming out like for, let's say, um, closeted gay people, yeah. you know, that's how I felt because wow. it's been a secret my whole life. And um, oddly enough as well, um, I went into an industry that was heavily physical Exactly, exactly, right? exactly. Uh, yeah, so for like commercial theater shows, I would always get um, nervous about the costumes. And I remember uh, early on in getting into the commercial industry, that was one thing that would get me really anxious. And I'm not going to say what project it yes, was or what brand, but um, they made me wear shorts. So it was a, a fitting and they gave me this uh, outfit and I was like, I can't wear shorts because I have scars in my thighs and um, it might get seen on the camera. And, and the dresser was like, no, it's okay. Just try them on. We would like to see. And so I did. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And so I went out and when she saw me, she freaked out. Like the whole room just turned to look yeah. at me and like the other models around me, just eyes everywhere. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was freaking out internally. Yes. And she was like, what happened? Oh my God. I don't know what I say. Yeah. And I was like, I had an accident when I was four. And that time I felt so small, yeah. like I couldn't explain myself. And then I went back to the bathroom. So she gave me another outfit and I went back to the bathroom and I still cried. I was 20, 23 yeah. that time, not so long ago. Wow. Yeah, but it was hard. And I felt like when I went back to the bathroom, I cried and I felt such a little girl, like there's nothing I can do, you know, when your inner child gets triggered, that's how you feel. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, wow. <laughs> Sorry oh. for the lack of words. Yeah, it was, you know, it was very traumatic that it took me um, up until I was 21 to actually boil something on a stove. I see. I would freak out when I, yeah, I would freak out whenever I have to boil, cook, fry. And you know those memes when they try to like cook something and then they just run yeah. away? 
Mm-hmm. And, like they wear all these like funny armors or like to cover themselves, anything yes, to cover yes. themselves. That's me. That's literally me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What brought yeah. you to braving to boil something or finally cook when you were 21? Of course, <laughs> um, nobody else would do it. You know. <laughs> uh, um, it took me my first boyfriend to be able to cook something. Um, so he was French and he often boiled like sausage, yeah. vegetables. Because he, you know, was living a healthy lifestyle. Um, he was so much older than me. He was 32 by that time. I was 21, I All think. Right. And yeah. Um, so I learned to boil. You know, love makes you yes. do funny <laughs> things. Makes you brave. <laughs> so I learned, and that was the start of my cooking journey. <laughs> oh wow! I'm glad you were yeah. able to move past that. Now, mm-hmm. I thank you for sharing the story again. And now, what helped you to finally, you know, somehow put a step forward in this journey to what finally you... posting and finally owning it now? What were mm-hmm. the factors that helped what... you? Okay, um, what really helped me was just going for my fears. You know, um, getting into the commercial industry was um, such a such a terrible thing or a, like frightening thing to do at the beginning. But I just went for it all the time up until I was comfortable. Wow. Um, and you know, so many times I had to retell my traumatic story, and that helps me too. Like, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Make me sad that much anymore? Or it doesn't make me remorseful over what happened because I speak about it all the time. And when people give me feedback that wow, you know, like what happened yeah. to you, and yet I learned how to recover. That that gave me like a boost to like. You know, to keep going for things that I was scared to do. Wow. Yeah. So, I think it was like a mutual thing. You know how sometimes you felt like you just want to keep your problems by yourself, yes. like you want to isolate. But then you experience like sharing them with other people, and then you feel a lot lighter. That's beautiful. And yeah, and then they give you feedback that oh, you know how you feel is valid. And then they affirm you. You're still so beautiful, no matter how you look. You're beautiful inside and out. Um, you're brave for doing all those things. And I think it's just like it's it's beautiful energy when you build that sort of relationship with people. Like you feel more supported when you come out of whatever you've been hiding from. Wow. Yeah. And then you just become more of yourself. Um, keeping something like scars or whatever part of your personality or identity, um, and then eventually coming out—it's just like a breath of fresh air or a big sigh. And then you just feel like becoming more and more of who you are, 
and then eventually you no longer get scared of being yourself around other people and then they get to know you you get to know them and then you just prosper in this harmonious mutual supportive relationship and it's it's beautiful because you create that healthy energy wow thank you yeah. for sharing that so it was really your will to grow and the friends that you encountered along the way and the people yes i would say a lot yeah wow the people who make me feel like there there was nothing wrong there was nothing wrong with what i did or what happened to me um people who affirm me um yeah that's how i really grew from it and also disproving all these fears inside my head because before i would use my scars to limit myself exactly and now i use them i use them like ammunition or armor to make me stronger wow and you know what people should know about the showbiz industry or the arts is that there is only one you and you have all those stories that make you wow that's beautiful so when you step into a role you have these stories behind you to power through the script or the words and you know what the character needs to be that type of individual when you step on stage and so there is no one else who can give that kind of experience but you because you went through this thing this traumatic thing or this experience so when you own it it's just like it no longer gives you less power it's like you use it as an ammunition to i don't know just be you beautiful to just be who you are yeah just be who you are use it as an ammunition Wow, thank you for that. I mean, uh I mean, getting into VTRs is already nerve-wracking for me and and mm-hmm. then for you to have scars also on top of all that and then look at you now. You're one of the most successful artists out there and thank you for oh, Thank you. <laughs> wow. I mean, what a journey. What a journey. Wow. Yes. You know something about journey is it's never like a linear story of yes. healing. There are times when you feel like okay you're healed you're healed and then something triggers you and then you suddenly feel like you're that little girl again. What do you do? Or that you're when when you um, have this moments. When I get triggered, I meditate. I reaffirm myself. Um I think self-love is so important that you learn how to appreciate who you are past your scars with your scars who you are now and the kind of journey that you brought yourself to. Wow. It's like you just have to learn how to appreciate all facets of you and that no matter happens you love yourself as much as possible. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that one. I mean, one obstacle that I saw in your Instagram post was your boyfriend somehow when you broke up told you to find someone who could love you with oh my yeah. stars. And yeah. I love that you got that over that. Ins- to to <laughs> post it to the day and 
having this courage, just being an inspiration. Could you walk us through? Yeah, so back then I was in a relationship with this guy for two and a half years. We were um, in a long distance relationship, so I met him in New York. And by the time I left, that's when we we had to communicate online. And there were times when he would visit me in the Philippines and we would go on a vacation. It was like a push and a pull at the same time. Um, It was toxic in terms that we brought out the worst out of each other. I see. Uh, It's like, yeah, highest of highs and lowest of lows. And, you know, when both of you are childish in the relationship, it's like when you fight, you just... Really burst. Yeah, you don't have control of your words and your emotions. And you do whatever it takes to, like, be able to let the person know that you hurt them so you just say all these mean things wow uh, so you could get back at that person Um, basically I think that's what you call a reactive type of personality or how you say um, they're reactive when it comes to uh, like their, their stimuli or when their ego gets um when their ego gets offended. Yes. Yeah, so... Um, the time when I was trying to break up with him, he was like, okay, try try finding someone who will love you for your scars. Ah, like, putting was, it against you. He would make me feel like... Yeah, he would make me feel like I... There was no one else. That I wouldn't be able to find someone else like him. And... Funny thing is, before I tried to break up with him, that time um, he would build me up. He would build me up, build me up like, babe, you know, you should post your scars. You should try to wear a bikini. Yeah. I support you. Um, and yeah, and when that breakup happened, he just said that to me, and I was like, that was the end. I was like, that is my boundary. Yeah. Too far. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's not right anymore. And that was the end. I never looked back anymore. And that's when I realized, you know, I, I need to learn how to embrace myself. Wow. And my scars. And I think that breakup made me appreciate myself more. Wow. Yeah, because there are times in the relationship where, you know, you would do things like brave grandiose things for the person you love and when it comes to you doing things for yourself it's like you're not that generous exactly yeah and so when that breakup happened I was like why can't I do that to myself why can't I love myself that way and so that was the awakening wow thank you for sharing that that's beautiful (laughs) I mean (laughs) wow It, it gives you that empowerment from yourself and that's I think that's one of the most important things there is to empower yourself yes if you yeah and if you can't love yourself who will beautiful if you let other people if you let other people take you down with their words using your scars or your past or your you know terrible experiences you have to be there for yourself uh, to be able to stand for yourself and say yeah, so what? So what? I'm still beautiful. I'm still 
the strong person that I am and I can carry on from this experience. And that's it. Wow. And when you learn to stand up for yourself, it's easy for you to walk away from people or I know jobs that don't treat you treat you well, who don't treat you the worth that you you know or like the worth you give yourself. Beautiful. And that's the importance of that, isn't it? Once you master that self-love, mm, yeah. you, you just you know your worth and you're going to stand ground. Wow. Yeah, and now like I used to get bothered when people don't like me. Like really really bothered and at the point where I would think why what is wrong with me? Like why do I always have people hating exactly. me and stuff like that? Now I don't I don't care. Like you don't like me? Okay. I'm not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to focus on myself and the people who do like me, who care about me and who you know, yes. who put my best interest. Wow. First. So, yeah, you just don't look back <laughs> to the people who <laughs> you with love. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I couldn't agree more, really. I mean, once you start into the journey of self-love, everything eh? attracts to your manifestation already. Oh yeah. Once you decide into that. Yeah. Really delve into it. Mm-hmm. But of course, you we have bad days every now and then. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, is there anything you'd like to add? So when I get anxious about things, what I do is I journal and then I write. Um, I write my thoughts, yeah. you know, why do I feel this way? What triggered it or what caused it? And then I would list down all, um, all, everything in my head. And then I would ask myself, okay, but what are, what are my truths? Is there something I can change about it? What am I in control of? I am not in control of what other people think of me, but I am in control of how I act. How how I show my attitude, how I show up for work, how I show up to other people. That's what I am in control of. And once I realign myself to what matters most in my life, I feel so much better after. And then I meditate. And then I feel fine. And I'm, I feel like I'm ready to face the world again. Wow. So... You've been practicing this just lately. Yes, um, I've been meditating a lot. I've also learned how to use crystals. Yeah, I can see it. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah, crystals and rocks. Wow. And I used to not believe in them before until I saw this YouTube video of a guy um, who had this like, um, I think this this like an uh, measurement for electricity, yeah. and then he just put the whatever that metal thing was to measure if there there are electro waves from the crystal or rock and you put it against it and the meter went up it was going up and I was like oh my gosh that's crazy and then I started to search for Facebook groups about you know spirituality and learning how to meditate and then I posted um, a question 
and I asked them, do you believe in crystals and rocks having energy and that they help you heal yourself? And then they said, yes, dear, you should invest on crystals and rocks. And I was like, okay. Um, my very first crystal was an amethyst. Wow. It was for anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I bought it before I left the Philippines around December 2018. Yeah. Before I left from my work here in Malaysia. And I didn't know exactly how to use it, but I wore it all the time because it was exactly. a necklace. Yeah. And then when I got here, I got more into it. I searched for uh, Instagrams, uh, Instagram sellers. And then I found some local shops and I ordered from them. And I use them when I meditate. I touch them or I point uh, a tower towards me. Or I hold palm stones when I meditate. And I also use guided meditations. There are a lot on YouTube or Spotify. And then they help you for whatever um, challenge you're trying to go through. Or any, um, for example, you want your anxiety to lessen. Yes. Or maybe you want self-love. You want to be able to sleep at night or sleep better at night so there are specific meditations for that and I do that I meditate when after I wake up so first thing in the morning I meditate before I go to work and then I I remind myself of what I am in control of uh, my goals for the day and then I go to shower and then that's already my mindset. You know, I, I know what I want for the day. I know what I want to accomplish. Um, I want to be a positive energy. And I will bring that into, into, the, into the rehearsal room when we work. Wow. Thank you for that. You really yeah. emphasize the importance of preconditioning yourself, just starting with the day. And with the helps of mm -hmm. this, I, I completely agree that some crystals, stones, has this energy. I mean, it's millions, thousands, thousands, millions of years old. And it's just, yeah. you know, I have a friend also. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. I have also have a friend who practices this. And it really, he says it really gives that aura of energy that you just need. Mm. Yeah. So the thing with crystals is uh, they were formed by massive pressure and heat under under the earth and you're right they're they've been here for like millions billions of years that's why they're also not cheap <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah oh. uh, you once you touch them like i think i don't know if all people can do this but i do feel the energy maybe it's because um, people also call me an empath, but it's something that I don't want to tag myself into. Like, I don't want to put that label on myself. Um, because I also don't want to, like, feel entitled when I feel exactly. things. Or, or, like, give myself that pass when I feel terrible. I would say it's because other people in the room exactly. feel terrible. I absorb that. So, I just, I just don't want to tag myself as an empath. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's good if, if you are, I guess, or like a highly sensitive person. You know how um, other people are that way and they get um, easily, they easily feel things. 
And sometimes they just can't help but feel that way. And it really takes a lot of um, training or relearning for your mind to be able to say that, okay, this isn't, this feeling isn't mine. Yes. And this is how I feel at this moment. Yes. So, yeah. Wow. I've heard a lot of people tell me that I'm an empath, but I just, I just don't let it get into my head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you yeah, for that. I always want to be responsible for my yeah. I always want to be responsible for my feelings. Beautiful. Oh, this is this is you now, and thank you yeah. for sharing that. What about what would you what advice would you give if there's someone listening who's in high school or in college or in grade school? And I mean, just you sharing the story of the swimming class. I couldn't imagine if I was there. I mean. What would what mm. were the things that you did before to help you get through it? Okay, one thing I would say for the younger people or the younger generation is that the world is so much bigger. Uh, the things that you're going through now, um, they're not the end of the world and they will not define you as a person. Whatever happens in your life, Um, sure, there is like a. People have this image of how you are in their heads, and that will not always be you. You will change. You will transform. You will find a lot of things about yourself. You know, it's easy when you're young. It's easy to define yourself by how people treat you, or but what. By what people say about you, well, especially if there are popular girls in school who always look down on you, or like try to screen you from head yeah. to foot. <laughs> yeah, and it's easy to feel terrible. But you know, when you get out of high school or college, you will meet other people who will appreciate you for you. And once you find those people, like real friends, who You've learned to appreciate over time, and you know that you have their bags and they have yours. Just focus on them and treat them like family, because that's the vibe or energy you want in your life. Wow. Um, one thing about crystals that um, I really like is that they remind me of how I am able to transform. Even if I am under massive pressure or you know heat yes. or whatever challenge that could be metaphorically, um, and then I just look at it and I was like, if something was crushed or something was put under so much pressure this way and then eventually came out of the earth so beautifully, like why can't I? Of course, I can do that. Wow. What whatever you set in your mind. To do, you will do it. If you believe in yourself that you can and you will, you will do it. But of course, you also need to take, um, you know, baby steps towards the bigger goal. A lot of people these days like have these dreams and aspirations. Oh, for example, oh, I want to be a boss of this company, or like, oh, I want to be a director one day. But the baby steps or the little steps towards that goal is also important. Like being a director, for example, a theater director, you also need to learn how to act. 
um, to have experience uh, in the lights and the tech. So you have those baby steps to learn and to support you along the way towards that. It's like a pyramid and then there are staircases, little steps towards the top of the pyramid. So you have to act on it. You can't just sit on it and hope that something will eventually get you there. You have to do the work. Wow. Same thing as loving yourself. You have to do your inner work. Um, Also, you also have to learn how to discover yourself, how you are with other people, how you are by yourself, what your toxic traits are um, in your community or in your group of friends. And sometimes the truth is hard to, it's hard to take in, you know, but once you face them and you put like an intention in your head, something that you want to change, believe that you can do it because you will. If you're so driven, I think there's nothing you cannot do. Wow. Yeah, and always remember that I think one thing I learned also about having my scars is is to focus on so one thing I learned about my scars is that I learned not to take people by how they look. I would always focus on their heart and if they show me their heart then that's when I look at them as true people, genuine people. And that's how I found my friends. Wow. It's easy to judge. Yeah, it's very easy to judge people by how they look or, you know, when they're beautiful, you're very attracted to them. And it's like, you want to be their friend. You want to talk to them, you know, where they're from, what they do. Um, And then eventually you realize they're not much of a beautiful person because their heart is cruel. Exactly. Yeah, so what's important is really the kindness that you give off or the vibe you give out to the world at times like you know this pandemic it's like it's important to put positive energy inside yourself and whoops we heard that one Hmm. (laughs) I'm in the golf course (laughs) Wow. Okay. Wow. Ayan, it's gone. All right. <laughs> so continuing, um, during this time of pandemic, it's important that you learn how to put positive vibes inside yourself and to learn how to create that positive energy for you to be able to still create things, for you to be able to get through times of crisis like this. And it's it's hard. It's going to be very hard if you put like a dependency on other people to make you feel good because you know when you need to isolate yourself you only have yourself you only have you and you have to learn how to work things for yourself to be able to learn to be alone that is so important to learn in life wow i think it's 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 when you learn how to be alone that you can function alone is when you become also fearless 
because you don't have to depend on other people to make you feel accepted or to make you feel loved. You are okay by yourself and you can stand alone. So whatever happens to you, you know you're there to catch yourself. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. Thank you, Ivan. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for your time. Wow. Wow. I mean, we've discussed so much and I'm sure you have inspired You are an inspiration. I mean, you're a living, breathing crystal. <laughs> Thank you. We all, are. we all are under massive amounts of pressure. Wow. And we will get through this. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you have one last message before we end the podcast. Mm. Well, if any... <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Wait. Um message if you need a friend, I'm always here. Wow. Um if you have to do inner work, there are a lot of YouTube videos about you know childhood. You have to really get to know yourself to understand yourself and to get to that root. I think you have to start from your childhood and the experiences you went through. Beautiful. And that's when you realize, oh, that's why I think this way. That's why I feel this way. And that always um, remind yourself that your feelings are valid, but your actions, you have to be careful how you face people or how you react to people. And... You have to show up for that inner work every day to be able to work on who you want to be. You know, if you want to be like Oprah, you have to do these certain steps. Or if you want to be like Michelle Obama, <laughs> yeah, you have to show up for your inner work and do the work and believe that you will. And you can. Wow. That. <laughs> wow. Show up for your inner work. Wow. Thank you yes. so much. Thank you so much for your time, Alex. Uh, we are very grateful to have you here. <laughs> Thank you, Thank Ivan. You, <laughs> Thanks for having me. I hope whatever I said um, is concise enough or it makes sense. Of course it does. Sometimes you ramble. <laughs> you ramble and you don't really... No, it's like you, it's not like writing on paper when you can read whatever you yeah. want. <laughs> But don't worry. It was very inspiring. And I'm sure you have made ripples with words. Wow. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Ivan. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Maybe there's a topic that you want us to talk about, so please let us know by tagging us on Facebook or Instagram by using the hashtag RipplesWithWords. And give us a follow on Jonathan Ivan Rivera on Instagram and Facebook. So once again, just use the hashtag RipplesWithWords and let's talk about that flavor of life that you want.